Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local and live, at least when we record it, Colorado Rockies podcast here at Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. And I uh, want to first talk about our sponsor, Tap 14. I do every time. It's where I go before the Rockies game, so it makes sense that I'll talk about it before we start the Rockies podcast. They are 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump from the home plate entrance. You get up there to their rooftop beer garden, 70 Colorado draft beers on tap. 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. And uh, the food is a seasonal, rotational menu. Uh, Chef Andrea Varela does a terrific job there with their Alpine Fair, and it's got one of the best views in Denver. So it's a terrific place to go before and after the game. Make sure you check them out at tap14.com. That's tap14, spell it out, dot com. Today, uh, we, as we record this, the Rockies have uh, played their series with the Cubs. They finished a disastrous series with the Miami Marlins. And joining me is Mile High Sports' Eric Trujillo. How are you doing today, Eric? How you doing, Sean? Thanks for having me. Of course. No problem, Eric. You played uh, in college, so I want, you're the perfect guy to talk to about this. Uh, we, we're around the office from time to time. We end up talking baseball anyway, and I'm like, hey, why don't we have you on the <laughs> podcast? So uh, hopefully we'll have you on this more often as well. But looking at the Rockies as, as they stand right now, they're at 16 and 15. They're, they're treading water in the NL West. It's not that they're in bad shape. They're not in great shape. They at least haven't, say, lost Corey Seager like the Dodgers right. have. So uh, things are, are okay on the health front. DJ LeMay, who's been sent down to the uh, 10-day DL, but again, the 10-day DL, not expected to go too long. But I want to focus on last night's, as we record this, last night's Rockies 3-1 to one win over the Cubs, breaking a, a b- brief losing spell. There's a couple ways to look at this. Okay, you beat the the Cubs and you pitched very well. We'll get to John Gray in a bit. And the Rockies hit three home runs. First two batters of the game, Charlie Blackman and David Dahl. Bang bang, you're up two two solo yeah. shots and you're up two zip. And you think about it, you got Blackman, you got Dahl, you got Arenado. All three hit home runs, and you're thinking, wow, the Rockies had a great game. They did, but. That was three of their four hits on the night in total. <laughs> so this is where it seems like the Rockies' offense is maybe a little bit misleading this yeah. year. Yeah, and how much of that was the wind? <laughs> right, well, yeah, at Wrigley right. Field, you never know. It's sometimes you can actually no, but stand at home plate it, and throw it out of left field. It was good to see him you know, swing the bats a little bit. It, you know, With the pitchings there, the bats are starting to slowly come around. Are they? Are they not? That's the question. Um, yes, the pitching is great. Uh, do they have the starting? Yeah, it's there. Gray had it last night. He hasn't had it in recent outings, but uh, uh, they're on their way. They're yeah, on their the, way. The last two for Gray have been spectacular. In his last two games, not only does he have wins in both those games, but he, the ERA is at 069 in those two. <laughs> yeah. And what's been refreshing for Gray is the sliders back. Right. Uh, he's been having a tough time locating it and throwing it, trying to maybe uh, throw it a little too hard. Last night, the slider was sitting at around 89, which is just fine. That's enough to throw guys off with the, the movement on it and, and roughly change up speed. So his change up's a little hotter than that. So he gives himself a, a wider variety of, of speeds to choose from. So Gray turning around is going to be a big, big part of the equation for the Rockies. But this offense, I'm going to go through some of the numbers here. It's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the Rockies' offense is tops in the National League in home runs with 37. Number one, tops. So you're thinking, all right, they're probably doing okay. Well, here's the weird part. They're dead last in the league in batting average, hitting right. 221. And their average in April as a team was the worst in team history for a month. And this is, by the way, the Rockies' 26th <laughs> season. I know it says 25 on the patches. It's 25 years. But they played that year, season 26. So we've seen this in baseball, this sort of 
all-or-nothing approach that so many batters are taking. Uh, we're on pace in ba- baseball across the board to b- break the home run record again, break the strikeout record again. Yeah. So we're ahead of pace from last <laughs> year. It's been eight straight years where the strikeout record has been broken. Uh, for the Rockies, this all-or-nothing approach is really problematic because we saw it in the Miami series in a team that the Rockies are far better than. Right. Far better oh, than. Yeah. And they couldn't get any hits strung together. This is where the home runs are, are deceiving. You can hit three like they did last night against the Cubs, and you think the offense is doing fine. But the truth of the matter is, if these guys aren't hitting home runs, since they're not piling up a lot of hits, <laughs> yeah. you don't have guys on you're, base, and, and it cuts down the possibility right. of the beginning. And you're wasting good pitching. you know. And you're wasting good pitching, too. So uh, is it something to worry about? I don't think so. I know Arenado. I think you, you know, think the, the black think the men. Aaron, come around, I think they'll talent, come though. around. I think they'll come around. I think there's such a talented group of guys, and I think they see the end goal at the, you know, at the at the finish line. So I think you know they'll come around. I don't think it's anything to panic about now. I think if they panic now, it's too early, and it's just that's you know baseball. We all know it's the marathon. So, um, is it a is it a story? Yeah. Is it something to worry about? No. So really, okay. See that that's, that's my take because I, I look at it and I I see what you're saying because look I I know that Ian Desmond's having a bad year. I don't think he's going to finish the season at 173, <laughs> right. which is where he sits right now. But Trevor Story might finish it at the 227 he sits at, and, and these strikeouts are are an issue. One of the things that I have with strikeouts that really that bug me to pieces and and really always have is the fact that there's really only one outcome at the plate where you get nothing where there is no possibility of anything good happening, and right. that's the strikeout. Yeah. You can hit a, a four-hopper to short, and at least they still have to field it cleanly. They still have to <laughs> yeah. throw it across the diamond, and the guy, the, the first baseman has to catch it. So at least something possible good can come out of it. Right. But the, the strikeouts absolutely can't, and the Rockies uh, are, are bad at it, and it brings down all the other numbers as well. They're last in the league in on-base percentage. They're 12th in the league in ops, on-base plus slugging. So even though they lead the league in home runs, and their slugging percentage is pretty good. On base plus slugging is twelve. Here, so it's a it's, it's a problem, and it leads to the Rockies' overall runs. Right. They're thirteenth. The numbers show total runs scored. Here's why I think. Here's why it's I don't. Here's why shots. I don't worry. Is because of the fact that they're actually out there swinging and they're aggressive. You know, if they're you know it's it's an OO count and the guys are looking at for, at the first strike. Why let the first strike come? Right. Let swing. What's what's you know why give the pitcher a strike? Why? So, and that's what the Rockies are doing. They're not letting that first strike come. They're being aggressive. They're being aggressive at the plate. And we saw it last night in the first inning. And uh, that's that, you know, and that's not every game, but there's a glimpse of it. That's what gives me hope. But can you play too aggressively at the plate? Can you go after too many pitches? The Rockies swing and miss on a lot of those they, first pitches. You can be aggressive. And then you find yourself down in the count, whereas, you know, sometimes maybe you were a better hitter than I was, but I remember my manager telling me more than a few occasions, Sean, uh, <laughs> just take one till they throw you a strike. So, uh, you know, maybe there's there's something to that, at least for some of the guys that have been really freely swinging, like Story and Desmond. Yeah. And that goes, that you know, and that, that goes with the, with the coaching staff and, you know, Bud Black's philosophy. And uh, so... You know, we'll see. We'll see. Let's hopefully let's hope, you know, April showers bring hopefully May power. 
Oh, that's good. We'll see. That's pretty good. But moving over to the pitching, uh, the Rockies, you brought up the, the the how well the starters have been, and they have been pretty good. They haven't been elite, but they're rounding into form. The Rockies have 18 quality starts. It's not a stat that I love, but it's it's at least a, a benchmark to go by. That's second only to Milwaukee with 19 in the National League. So the starters are at least keeping them in games, if not dominating. Uh, John Gray has looked dominating in his last two. Uh, at times, Chad Bettis has looked dominating, especially early on. Uh, you'd like to see a little bit more out of Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland uh, as long well as Tyler Anderson. They haven't gotten off to the starts they'd necessarily like. The Rockies' team ERA is 4.4. But they are second in the league in saves. Wade Davis has been excellent. Yeah. And the bullpen on the whole has been pretty good. There are some moments where it's a little wobbly. Brian Shaw is not right where he wants to be, but I'm not worried about it. The track record is good. And Adam Adovino is having a terrific return to form. Uh, his yeah. movement on his pitches are absolutely wicked. But what yeah. you brought up wasting good pitching with the offense at the moment it's it's not only wasting good starts which is the way people think about it right but what gets insidious about this to me is because the rockies find themselves in low scoring games they lost one zero in in miami uh they, they lost their early game to the cubs same these very low scoring games means that not only are you not getting the offense out, but you're not getting blown out either. So right. the fact that your starters are pitching pretty well and keeping you in it somewhat becomes a negative when your offense can't keep going because now yeah. Bud Black does need to put in the bullpen and keep that game tight because you still have a chance to win. Right. So when the Rockies' offense is generating so little – Good pitching performances almost hurt you because now you're overtaxing a bullpen because if it was a blowout, you can go put in a Antonio yeah. Senzatella yeah. or, or you know someone like that that you can mop up, uh, Chris Russell or something like that, and say, hey, just right. uh, eat up three for us and, and let's go home and get them tomorrow. But as it stands, now you're leveraging Shaw and McGee and Ottavino and, and even Davis at times for games that you end up with four or five hits and still losing. You know, in a, in, a, in a starting pitching dominant league that baseball has become now, we're seeing the more three ones, five twos type scores, right? So it's not just the Rockies that are wasting good starts slash pitching; it's league wide. And you know, as as a you know as a as a player, as a you know hitting, being a leadoff guy, being a four spot, being a five spot, you have to take a different approach, and uh, or. Maybe a more conservative approach. I don't know what the answer is to that, but baseball's such a pitching dominant league now. Yeah, and not only is there good, they're, they're good starters and guys are, are are throwing more strikes and throwing harder than before. Right. Now, what we've seen in the last few years is the idea that you know baseball had specialists already, but now it's really become specialists. Yeah. You, you by the time you get into really the sixth inning, yeah. virtually every team has a plan and guys with roles and guys that have specific jobs. Uh, the, the the kid Josh Hader from Milwaukee, if you didn't get to see it over the last weekend, uh, is a middle reliever for them. Mm -hmm. He came in and ended up getting a, a save, but pitched to nine guys and struck out eight. That's, yeah, that's never exactly. happened in, you know, in the history of baseball yeah. because you got guys coming in that only throwing 20, 30 pitches yeah. so they can come in at 99 miles an hour right. and just bear three. So I mean, when the idea where you can go through a lineup uh, two, three times and see the pitcher the multiple times, that's gone. Yeah. And so it, it leads to the fact that, that offense is down across the board. The, right. the Rockies 221 uh, batting average as a team is bad. But to get an idea, there's only one team in all of baseball that's hitting over 270, and right. the league average is hovering around 240. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. I mean, it's really dropped off uh, for the Rockies. The the, the all-or-nothing approach, though, does not seem to be paying off for them because, like we said, last in batting average, first in home runs, 
but they're not evening themselves out. They're 13th in runs scored. Right. They, they need to find a way. The home runs are great, but when they're solo shots, yeah. like <laughs> opposing, opposing teams Trevor very Storm. rarely mind yeah. that you don't lose to solo shots. Yeah. That's sort of one of the baseball axioms. If it's a solo right. shot, you live with it, just go get the next guy. Right. What you can't live with is you, you gave up a single, and then maybe you walked a guy, and then it's a three-run home run. Those are what beats you, and the Rockies aren't putting enough of those up. So it'll be fascinating to see uh, where they go uh, with some of this going forward. You know, and just to go back to your point about specialists, uh, one of the things I've been really impressed with so far this year is Adam Adovino. Yeah. Second year off of Tommy John, he Spent all offseason developing a third pitch, and look at him. He's coming back more dominant. And guys, you know, that's the trend is guys coming back off their second year of Tommy John tend to be a little more confident, a little stronger, and it's 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 proven with Adam Adovino, and he's doing yeah. so great. And as a specialist coming in, and you saw him last night, and, you know, in, in his recent outings, he's he's unhittable. And, uh, he basically has been in 17 <laughs> innings, 17 innings pitched, and and the hold stat is is an interesting one. I actually I'm one of the guys that likes the hold stat. If we're going to use a save, I think we should call a hold too because it's basically a save for a seventh or eighth inning guy. So I think it's important. But Ottavino in his 16 appearances has pitched 17 innings. He's allowed one earned run, four walks. And 31 Ks, so a strikeouts per nine inning of 16.4, absolutely dealing. And that's helped, I think, because Brian Shaw's got off to a bit of a wobbly start. He's walked more than he usually does, and Ottavino's done a pretty good job of, of basically buying Shaw time to get right. So for the Rockies, uh, they do have options. They do have a, a bullpen that's performing well. The catch for them, as always, is you want to make sure you don't overtax them because as we get late in the season, we've seen it over yeah. and over and over again. Uh, you, you're a Colorado native like mm-hmm. I am. We've seen the Rockies since they started. And when you get into August and when you get into September, fatigue eventually does set in. And exactly. you want to make sure that every you inning know, they're not pitching in April and May are innings that they can pitch later in the year. And don't quote me on this, but I'm, I believe the average innings pitched right now for the Rockies is around four or five. Okay. In relief innings. For starters. Oh, for starters, and yeah. So my point being is that I'm just worried that we're going to over overuse our bullpen and come July, yeah. you know, once once the all-star break hits, we all know that's when who who's healthy, who's hot, who's ready to go. You know, and if your bullpen is hurt, if your starters are hurt, that's kind of a big deal. So, you know, league-wide we hope, you know, everyone's kind of in the same boat, but uh we just don't want the Rockies to uh Overuse. Yeah, I mean, on the bright <laughs> the side for the Rockies, too, is, is they have one thing going for them that they don't usually go for it, and feel free to knock on whatever wood you can reach at as you're listening to this. But uh, the Rockies, unlike last year, they've only used five starting pitchers. Everyone's been able to, to take the Rock every fifth game like you want them to. And so if they can keep that that pattern and stay there in health, I think they'll find themselves in pretty good shape. But you need better performances. Uh, Bettis has been good. Gray now really rounding into form, but the ERA is still sitting at five. But uh, he's been very good in the last couple. So uh, the Rockies need to get better performances, especially out of Herman Marquez, who was probably their best starter last year. Oh, he, and it, it hasn't really gone that way for, for him at this point. The walks are a little bit out of control. Uh, 16 walks in 28 innings, and you can't have that happen, especially uh, at Coors Field. So for the Rockies coming up, uh, they 
they will finish this series against the Cubs, and then they will have an opportunity to move on to finish the road trip, this nine-game road trip that they're on. They will go to the Mets, where we talk about teams with hard throwers. Yeah. Hi, meet Noah Syndergaard, <laughs> who's expected to pitch uh, the Sunday game against Kyle Freeland to, to round it out. So for the Rockies, uh, they will finish the rubber match with the Cubs this afternoon, then take three uh, against the Mets before coming back to Colorado. Have, have you been satisfied with the way they've played on the whole? The Rockies usually are roadkill, and, and when they play well on the road, which has happened very infrequently in their history, right. that seems like something that, that sets them up because even though they haven't, we've talked about it, the offense hasn't been good. Yeah. The bullpen has been good and the starting's been okay, right. but they haven't been lights out. And here they are still one game over 500 in part, in large part, quite frankly, because they have been good on the road. And I think that's due in part to last year. We saw they were great on the road last year. And I think you know, with but who knows what Bud Black's doing over there? But he's doing something because you're right. Historically, on the road, the Rockies have been terrible. Uh, it's been you know they've had really bad Mays, really bad Aprils. It's because of the road. In this case, they're 11 and eight on the road. That's the most you road know, wins in the National so League. So I think it's Go a car- I that, think yeah. it's a carryover. I think it's a great carryover. I think the guys know what they want to do, and I think they have a great mindset when you know. Win on the road, split on the road, come home, take care of business. That's so. that's the trick, and they do need to when they when we come back. I'll I'll be back with you later this week. We'll talk about that when the uh, the Mets series uh, starts up. But the Rockies, when they do come home next week, that's the catch. They are five and seven. They are under five hundred at home. That you can't do. If the Rockies are pit playing over right. five hundred ball on the road, if you can play over five hundred ball at home too, you're a playoff team playoff every team. year. Every year. Yep. So for the Rockies, I think that's the fix. But that is a little ways away. They don't come back until <laughs> next week. Right now, they have plenty to deal with in the Cubs and the Mets. And by the way, this isn't your father's Mets or last year's Mets or two years ago Mets. <laughs> this is the Mets that have uh, the second most wins in the National League, 17-10 and 10, and leading the NL East. So uh, it will be a big matchup for them as well. So a good opportunity to, to touch base with the Rockies here. Wanted to get a win under their belt before I recorded a podcast so I didn't uh, rain on everyone's parade following <laughs> that Marlins series that uh, I'm going to try to forget from my mind. And one of the best ways I'll do it, I'll be totally honest, is I will swing by tap 14 and touch on one of those uh, 70 Colorado oh, beers yeah. on tap. Or 100 Colorado Spirits, whichever you prefer. I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I dabble in both. I actually and, had uh, dinner there last yeah, night. It was quite good. There you go. And uh, terrific views. 1920 Blake Street, right in the Coors Field area. But you don't have to have a Rockies game going on to be there. You can go before, after, or any other night because we know that summers in Colorado are coming quick. And it is gorgeous down there at Tap 14, uh, my favorite rooftop bar in town. So make sure you check them out. Uh, our sponsors here at Tap14.com. Spell it out. Tap14.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be back later in the week for Eric Trujillo. I'm Sean Drotar, and this is Mile High Sports.